The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Healing the City podcast. My name is Eric Siepen, I'm one of the pastors at The Village, and this is The Village Podcast. And I thought I'd take a little time after vacation to reflect on Psalm 1, and so I'll read it to you. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so with the wicked. They are like chaff. The wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, I enjoy Psalm 1 uh, partly because every time as a kid, that I tried to read through the Psalms, I probably ended up reading Psalm 1 through 5 more than any of the Psalms in in the book of Psalms. So I've read Psalm 1 a lot. It's a short Psalm. It's an easy one to understand as a child. There are two paths. There's the path of the blessed and there's the path of the wicked. There's the path of the righteous and the path of the wicked. I also enjoy the way it starts. It starts with this word blessed. And it says that you'll be blessed if you live in a particular way. But really, what is blessing? Yeah, if you don't take counsel from the wicked, if you don't sit in the seat of the mocker, right? you don't stand in the way of the sinner, Like if you don't do those things, yes, your life will go better. It's just the truth. But the reality of the reason that it will go better is that it pushes you closer and closer to the presence of God. And when it pushes you closer and closer to the presence of God, you experience blessing. And blessing is being known by God, being seen by God, understanding your divine purpose in the world. It gives you solid ground ground to work on and move uh, towards what is good and right in life. And so I love how it lays it out. It's basically, if you walk in the way of the righteous, then you will walk closely to God. And if you walk closely to God, you will be blessed because you are seen and known and have a better understanding of your divine purpose. But I love verse two of Psalm of the Psalm one. It says, But he delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates on it day and night. Now he delights, which it's not just that there's an avoidance, but what happens is that as you move closer to God, you become more enraptured and more engaged in what God is saying in his word. And so there's there's this almost this adrenaline kick. In fact, there is an adrenaline kick to reading the Word of God when you are known and seen by God and understand your purpose in life. But what I love this and it's really cool in this uh, passage is this uh, this word meditates on it day and night. And that idea of meditating on it day and night. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody reading something that they really enjoy and so there'll be a, a long silence and then there's a hmm and then, then there's a chuckle and then there's a oh, a sigh this is literally what this 
this word meditate means it, it, that there's such a focus that you're letting out groans as as insights are poured into you through the law as you delight in it and you're sighing and you're chuckling and you're you're engaged in the word of god so much so that it it brings about vocal um, expression of an internal experience and i i love that because that 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 picture that is beginning to be drawn is this this very powerful person springs forth in you when you are close to God and enraptured with what God is doing and with his words because you are so transformed by him that something happens to you. In verse 3 it says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. What happens to you, the one who is blessed, the one who is seen and known and understands their purpose, anchors themselves into the stream, anchors themselves into the spirit. Their, their roots go deep down into who God is. And it is refreshing because what happens is that you, your life is in appropriate rhythms. You bear fruit in the right season. And those of you who garden understand the importance of bearing fruit in the right season, probably more than I do, but it's very nice for your tomato plants to bear tomatoes in the right season and your strawberry plants to bear to strawberries when they're expected to be. There isn't any inconsistency. People can rely on someone who is a tree that is well watered and produces the fruit that it's supposed to produce. You, you can rely on it. Someone who is blessed, someone who is seen and known and understands their divine purpose from God is so comforting and so safe and so reliable to the people around them that there isn't an anxiety being around them. In fact, what we would say in modern times is to be around them is to be regulated. They actually help you with your nervous system and help you with your focus and help you move closer to God and to the delight and to the meditation and help you move away from standing in the way of sinners and sitting in the seat of mockers and taking counsel from people you shouldn't. And the writer in the psalm then quickly says, here's the contrast. Not so the wicked. The wicked take counsel from the wicked. The wicked stand in the way of sinners. They sit in the seat of mockers. And they are like chaff. They're not reliable. They're here one day, then they're blown away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. There's a lot happening in this that particular description, but what is best to be understood here in, is that the sinner and the wicked are not in the same place as the one who is blessed, the one who is a tree planted by a stream of water the one who bears fruit in the right season, the one who delights in the law, the one who meditates. Like, they're not it together. You're not going to find them together. They can't stand with the righteous because they're on such a different path that they have diverged from one another. And then the psalm ends in verse 6. It says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Which kind of reiterates the first verse, that 
the one who meditates delights and avoids what is wicked finds himself in the place of God and God watches over him. But the one who runs away from God, refuses to be planted, does not want to bear fruit in the right season, will find themselves so far away from God that they perish. I love Psalm 1 because it challenges me. In particular, what it challenges me is it's just verse 2 about delighting and meditating. I long to be a person who delights all day in God's word. I long to be a person who meditates so much so that I have emotional and vocal responses to the Spirit of God working his way through my life, through his words. That's who I want to be because I want to be seen and known by God. I want to better understand my divine purpose. And I think the thing that I really love about Psalm 1, and I'll leave it here for you to kind of think about, is that Psalm 1 is really a reorienting psalm. It's a psalm that says, take a look at your life today. Are you, where are you taking counsel from? Who are you listening to? Who is giving you value? Who is telling you who you are? Who's telling you what kind of system of of values you're going to ascribe to? What's going to make you important? What's going to give you meaning and impact? Are you standing in the way of people who you should not be with? Are you joining the mockers, which we live in a culture of mockers. Twitter is a culture of mockers. Facebook is a culture of mockers. Right? We live in a world where it is easy to be a mocker. And so it's an adjustment. It's a, a fine-tuning. It's an opportunity to move away from the idols of this world and to sit at the feet of God and be planted like a, by, like a tree by a stream of water. To be, to be shade and fruit for other people, to be the regula- the person who helps regulate the nervous systems of those around you because you are firmly anchored in Jesus. You're firmly anchored in the God of all things. So that's my encouragement to you today. I hope you enjoy that. I'm super glad to be back um, from vacation. N.T. Wright was awesome. Spending time with my wife was awesome and my kids. And then also Maker's Camp was really a lot of fun. And maybe I'll talk a little bit about that um, on another podcast. So I hope you enjoy Psalm 1 and I hope you have a blessed week. If you've got any questions or thoughts or anything you want to uh, ask us on Healing the City podcast or interviews you want us to do, um, you can email us at healingthecity at gmail.com. Thanks. You've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Susan Seepman and Eric Seepman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.